You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you can get podcasts. This is a podcast from Minute Media. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to a Wednesday edition on Thursday of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Carinante. Adam Weinrib still is on vacation trying to enjoy himself. Uh, Yankees didn't really help losing those four straight games. But anyway, back in the win column here, uh, the podcast is coming to you a day late. Don't really care to talk about my personal life but a postal truck decided to destroy my parked car um and having to been having to uh deal with that this week not entirely pleasant a uh, lot of damage um not really great dealing with car dealerships insurance all that bullshit don't really need to get into it uh much more but we're going to talk about the yankees Back in the win column, it's great, feeling good, winners of 14 of their last 18, still leading the wild card division, not really looking realistic at this point, but what are you going to do? Get a playoff spot, make some noise, do what you can. Uh, But before we get into things, um, I'd like to give a shout out to the Postal Service, uh, since they'll be owing me a lot of money, let's get them a discount on something, right? Manscaped this year, fellas. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pew problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawn Mower 4.0. Guys, upgrades, upgrades, upgrades. It's got to feel good. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to Manscaped for 20% off and free shipping. With the code FANSIDE20, talk about a deal, dude. 20% off and free shipping. Inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, very good, especially on the go, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, very comfortable, wear them all the time, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. Unreal, dude. Do we have to get into the other stuff? Cutting edge ceramic blade reduces grooming accidents. Pretty cool. We all know that. We all know how much that's needed. A 4,000K LED light to do your work in the dark. Not sure why you're doing that, but hey, 
to each his own. And it's waterproof. You can do it in the shower. No evidence of a mess. No getting on your hands and knees on the bathroom floor to clean up your pubes. We've all been there, haven't we? Anyway, so if you're interested, uh, USPS, head on over to uh, manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDE20. That is 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDE20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Oh, baby, Garrett Cole. Let's talk about Garrett Cole, man. Uh, Garrett Cole was sent to the mound on Wednesday night to face the Los Angeles Angels to avoid the series sweep. How many times has this come? How many times has Garrett Cole been asked to stop the bleeding? How many times did it happened? How many times it hasn't happened? Have there been concerns about Garrett Cole as an ace? I know I've had him. Call me a psycho, but I've had him. When the Yankees signed him to a nine-year, $324 million contract, I just wasn't sure. He had a shaky kind of go in Pittsburgh. I know it's Pittsburgh, so you can't really you can't really take that too seriously. But then he heads to Houston. And look, I'll talk about it. We had we had the whole allegations of the doctoring baseballs in Houston. And then Garrett Cole all of a sudden becomes one of the best, arguably a top three pitcher in baseball. If, if Justin Verlander's not on his team or if Justin Verlander doesn't exist, he at least wins a Cy Young Award while he's there. Um, led the league in strikeouts in 2019 with 326. Um, so did it feel like at the time the Yankees were maybe getting hosed in free agency by paying him $36 million a year, which was by far the highest paid starting pitcher in the history of baseball? I don't know. Obviously not now, but at the time it was a worthwhile question. Why can't we have doubts? Why can't we have questions? I know it was great. A lot of fans just didn't even care. They were like, we're getting an ace or we're getting an ace-like pitcher. Haven't had this since the turn of the decade with CC Sabathia. Um, like, it doesn't matter. We just need a guy who can pump. We need a guy who can give us length. We need a power pitcher. Bring it on. Everyone was happy. A lot of people were happy. I was happy. I just had some doubts. And you know what? Garrett Cole has silenced all of those doubts. Uh, and last night was probably the... The, the the late well obviously the latest but it was it was the most refreshing evidence yet um 15 strikeout performance seven innings one run overpowered Shohei Otani three times in this struck him out three times um and got the Yankees back in the wind column not a whole lot of run support four runs nothing really special one of those runs didn't come until uh I, I think the eighth inning when Aaron Judge homered off the Angels bullpen to make it four one or the the ninth inning um, Aaron Judge's 30th home run, by the way. <laughs> Gotta feel good about that. Um, but Garrett Cole now 14 and 6, leads the AL and wins. Uh, leads the leads the AL in complete games with two, leads in strikeouts with 215, leads in FIP 2.53, which is lower than his ERA, leads in whip 0.97, leads in home runs uh hits per nine innings, 6.9, leads in strikeouts per nine innings, 12.5. So this is the AL Cy Young front runner. Front runner. Don't really care what you have to say about that. Uh, Lance Lynn sure has been good, but now he's on the IL. That's going to complicate things. And really, just I, I, I'm not entertaining any Robbie Ray discussions, Blue Jays fans. So just don't even don't even enter the chat. Not going to hear it. Um, Garrett Cole. Uh, what's what's my take on Garrett Cole? I think I think now after what we've seen from him um, in his what first 37 starts as a Yankee. He's got a 2.76 ERA. He struck out 309 batters in 228 innings. He's got a whip under one. He's got an FIP under three. 
I think this guy's ready to lead a postseason run. I really do. I know last year there were some concerns, especially in ALDS game five, uh, when Austin Meadows hit the, hits that homer and you're just like, dude, come on. Stop giving up home runs to Austin Meadows. Oh, frustrating. I, I mean, but the Rays have our numbers, so we kind of have to we kind of have to just leave that out of the argument. Garrett Cole has done his job as a Yankee these past two seasons, especially this season when they've needed him most. They've needed someone to lead the rotation, something they haven't had in a while. Now they have arguably one of the best rotations in the league. And you have to admit, even though the guys beneath him are performing well, a large part of it is because he's the head honcho. He's the guy influencing the, the, the other players beneath him. He's the, he's the guy imparting wisdom on the less, the less experienced guys. Cole's dominated Oakland, Houston, Boston, Toronto, Chicago, White Sox, and Tampa at all different points this season. And that, and then you can add, uh, if, if you consider the Angels a good offense, which solid offense for sure. I understand they don't have Mike Trout, but uh, none of those things can be ignored. Um, and rem- the funniest part about all this is, I mean, remember when they when they tried to make him the face of the sticky stuff controversy? Jesus, Josh, Josh Donaldson, how you feeling right now, dude? Uh, because after those couple of rocky starts that Garrett Cole had after he had to adjust after every pitcher had to adjust, let's be honest. I think there was a lot of the best pitchers in the game had an adjustment period trying to uh, figure out life after not being able to use any substance. How many, I mean, this, this went into great detail when, when, when the conversation was, was at the forefront of the league, pitchers always had used some sort of substance, whether it was a rosin and sunscreen, whether it was a little bit of pine tar, which obviously isn't legal, but the hitters supported it because they wanted the pitchers to have better control throwing hundred mile an hundred mile an hour fastballs. Um, and then the league bans every single substance, even ones that were uh, considered legal or what in the gray area when pitchers had used foreign substances for literally ever. So, yeah, you think uh, a slight adjustment period there for someone who had been using substances for probably their entire career, most pitchers have, wasn't going to, wasn't going to show that there was, that there was some, sort of a, 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 some sort of a regression or some sort of a, uh, an, er- an area of, of the season where you're going you're gonna to falter a little bit to try and get, get back on the horse. Really funny, though, because uh, since then, Garrett Cole's absolutely steamrolled through the league and has become the front runner for the AL Cy Young. So uh, really, really funny that we had to even listen to Josh Donaldson accuse uh, Garrett Cole for being the face of this thing because his uh, his whatever his spin rate had declined drastically. It's just, it's just so funny how how the conversation how the conversation sh- can shift. Um, and now we're talking about Garrett Cole, no sticky stuff, AL Cy Young front runner. Um, the Yankees have, uh, won the last four Garrett Cole starts, improving them to 14 and 11 on the year when he starts games. Um, you'd obviously like to see more, but guess what? That's still fine. We'll, we'll, we'll take it. We, we, we've, we've seen worse. We've seen the Yankees blow, uh, worse opportunities. Um, and it, it couldn't be more comforting that we have this guy leading the rotation, um, heading into September, the Yankees still have work to do guys, uh, two games ahead of the wild card, seven games back into the division, probably not getting the AL East at this point, but, um, uh, if they could keep charging ahead, we'll get a wild card series. Um, let's just hope it's not the Red Sox because we don't really want to deal with that. Uh, but anyway, before this game, before we were happy, before Garrett Cole struck out 15 batters and, uh, became the, uh, first Yankees pitcher 
in um, franchise history to strike out 12 or more um, uh, in a game. It was his fifth game striking out 12 or more, which is the most in a single season in Yankees history. Sorry for the jumbled wording there. Um, Yankees had lost four straight. They lost the final two of the series in uh, Oakland, which honestly wasn't a big deal. In my opinion, I, I was really... I really wasn't concerned about it. The A's were fighting for their lives, their playoff lives, because they couldn't afford to go down even more um, in the wild card race. Um, also, the Yankees have been historically bad at the Coliseum. So splitting the series there was really not a big deal. But then you go ahead and you lose the first two games against the Angels, who are clearly an inferior team, who clearly have a worse offense, clearly have a worse pitching staff. Yankees offense um, goes silent in one of the games and then in well not silent but they just didn't get in the second game of the series they just didn't get enough uh firepower going to uh to to uh stave off the angels and in the first game Corey Kluber who was looking great in his first three and a third innings of work Kluber had six strikeouts in his first three and a third inning shutout was looking great it was his first start since May 25th all of a sudden three straight singles makes it one nothing then a walk loads the bases. Then a grand slam makes it five nothing. And you're just like, oh my God, how is this happening? He was looking so good. But then again, what were you going to expect from Corey Kluber making his first start in over three months, guys? Like, this is where we have to temper the expectations and, and understand what we're looking at and understand um, uh, what the scenario realistically is because Corey Kluber was not going to throw six shutout innings in his first start in three months. This was always a trial. This was kind of a trial start for him because the Yankees did skip his final rehab start. I don't know why they did that. Um, I guess some people have conspiracy theories that I'm not entirely sure why or what they mean or exactly even what they are, but um, I'm not entirely against just throwing Corey Kluber back into the fire to get him more September starts at the major league level. What's a start at triple A going to get him? I'd rather start him against, you know, a middle of the pack offense with some talented players to see what he can do. And he generally did a good job. Um, then the Angels hitters just started jumping on his stuff and his stuff became a little bit more flat as time went on. And and that's what happens when you haven't pitched in three months, man. Like tough stuff and not not really what you want to see. The Yankees ended up coming back, tying the game at five, then tying the game again at seven before losing eight to seven. Um, but losses are going to happen. Unfortunately, I know it was a huge buzzkill to lose four straight after winning 13 straight, but now the Yankees get the momentum they needed. They win the series finale. Now they're going back home, got three games against the Orioles. Um, and this is where they got to capitalize. You got to get three wins here. I, I really don't know. Like uh, typically for most of the season, I have not been putting pressure on the Yankees to win series, uh, to sweep series. I haven't because how many times have we, they've just been unable to do it for reasons beyond anybody's comprehension. They've been unable to shut the door on a series sweep. Doesn't matter who the opponent was. Could have been the Houston Astros could have been the Baltimore Orioles. Didn't matter. They can't do it, but guess what? It's September. You need every win you could possibly get three wins on the Orioles. Absolutely has to happen. The Rays just went, 18 and one against this team, which is the probably the biggest reason why they have this seven game lead in the division. And now you have to take advantage of it. The Yankees have six more games against the Orioles. The six and oh should should probably be the outcome. But if you settle for anything less than five and one, you got yourself a problem because September isn't exactly the easiest for the it's not hard. It's really not a hard schedule, but 
You got uh, seven games against the Blue Jays. You got three against the Mets who are kind of fighting for their lives. Um, you got three against the Indians who really aren't bad. I mean, uh, it, it's probably favorable that they get to play some games against the Indians, but the Indians are really not a bad team. Um, then they got three against the Rangers who are terrible. Um, and then you finish off the season with nine games against division opponents at Red Sox, at Blue Jays, home against Rays. So you really got to capitalize on all these games that are about to come, which is three against the Orioles, four against the Jays, three against the Mets, a makeup game against the Twins, three against the Orioles, three against the Indians, three against uh, the Rangers. That's it. Got to get the job done. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some other things. We're going to talk about a uh, little bit uh, about Luke Voigt and Aaron uh, Boone's managerial decisions there. Um, And we're going to talk about the Joey Gallo trade. What's going on there, dude? Stay tuned. Stick around. Aw, you didn't have to go so all out for my birthday. Yes, we did. Because birthdays are about showing your friends how much you care for them and how grateful you are for them. This is Jamie from Progressive. No, this is a great time. Progressive protects you 24-7. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry that happened. Jamie. Can you hold on one second? Uh, I gotta take this call. But remember, birthdays are about togetherness. Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Covered subject to policy terms. Welcome back to the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Uh, Thomas Carinante here, uh, back talking to you guys. Um, something I'd love to have Adam on here because this is this is where the discourse just gets really good. Um, but we got to talk about a couple of things, a couple of things that are going to affect the Yankees down the stretch stretch that are going to affect the Yankees in October that are going to affect the Yankees in the offseason, probably in 2022. Let's start with Luke Voigt. What is going on with the management of Luke Voigt? Or let's call it mismanagement because that's what it is. I don't know if it's Aaron Boone. On the surface, you have to blame Aaron Boone here. Why? He's the manager. He makes the lineup cards to our knowledge. I understand that largely nowadays, front offices have more influence than they ever have. They tell the manager what to do. They tell the manager the matchups to play. They tell him what personnel to sit. That That's just how it goes. Is Aaron Boone that kind of puppet? Um, the Yankees front office claims he's not. So if that's the case, then we're going to simply have to blame the manager for not having Voigt in the lineup more times than he should. Luke Voigt won American League Player of the Week um, after uh, it, it was two weeks ago now. Um, it was last Monday he was announced the winner of the Player of the Week. Before last night, um, the Yankees had played eight games since he had won American league player of the week. Luke Voigt had received 17 plate appearances over those eight games. That's two plate appearances per game. He started three out of the eight games and then pinch hit for the, uh, for the other ones or came in. It it was mostly pinch hitting either way. Like it, it, it cannot be like this. This is the time to start pushing your guy. I don't know what the concern is. I think I don't know if the concern is they don't want Luke. I mean, obviously, one of the concerns is they don't want Luke Voigt playing first base because Anthony Rizzo is much better defensively out there. I understand that. Um, but guess what? Since Anthony Rizzo has come off the COVID injured list, his defense actually looked a little rusty and he's largely been bad on offense, save for an RBI double and a solo home run um, uh, this week. So, um there there's no excuse for 
the team not be to not be able to make room for Voight in this lineup, especially when he was that hot of a hitter. He was hitting almost 500. He was OPSing like 1.2 something. Uh, it was absolutely out of this world, and he was among the 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 main reasons why the Yankees were able to rip off that 13 game win streak. Um. So I don't know how you reward him with that much of a look. We we discussed previously. We know we know there's not enough room for Luke Voigt in this lineup on an everyday basis. But four or five times a week, if you have six or seven games in a week, that's not unreasonable. That means he's sitting twice a week. How does that not fit into the plans? Is the concern with John Carlos Sand playing too much outfield and that he's going to get injured before the postseason? Maybe. Is the concern Aaron Judge is playing too much center field and that's going to put too much wear and tear on his body also maybe? But we're in September now, man. This is the time to push guys. This is the time. Obviously, you don't work them to the bone, but this is the time to get guys acclimated to what you're going to expect them to be doing when the stakes are the highest. When the stakes are the highest, John Carlos Stanton is not going to be DHing in this lineup unless there's some sort of matchup issue where they want to put more lefties in. There is, they're not going to do that. Giancarlo Stanton is going to be playing the outfield most of the postseason this year. I, I would guess. I don't have the answers, but I mean, the Yankees would be insane to not play him in the outfield for most of the postseason games. They need This lineup needs to be at its strongest every single night in October should the team make it there. Okay, Aaron, and you want to talk about Aaron Judge being a concern in center field? Maybe, but Aaron Judge should be the starting center fielder for the playoffs as well. Maybe not every single day down the stretch in September, but most times out of the week, yeah. Brett Gardner getting all this playing time is is a little bit frustrating, although he has been relatively solid. But we don't want solid. We want Luke Voigt, who's tearing the cut. He had a two. He got the scoring started on Wednesday night with a with a two run single. After the Yankees looked like they were going to get uh, uh, shut out by this rookie pitcher uh, going for the Angels, uh, he had a funny name, Packy Packy. What was his name? Now I got to look this up. Packy Naughton. I was right in my head. Should have just said it. Packy Naughton, left-hander. Yankees never fare well against pitchers they never seen before. Um, Luke Voigt breaks it open with a two-run single. A two, clutch. It was There were two outs. Gets the Yankees on the board. Um, but I don't understand the, lo- like the, the logic of mismanaging Voigt to this extent. Staggering his playing time like this is not going to be. It's hard enough to get into a rhythm in today's MLB. Have you seen not how the pitching doesn't have the the distinct advantage over hitters night in and night out? We've had record low batting averages, record high strikeouts, whatever the hell it's been. It, it, staggering at-bats for some guy who's already been trying to get back on track after countless injuries this season. Knee surgery in the offseason, oblique injury shortly after that, another issue with the injured knee after that. Luke Voigt's, I understand his time in the Bronx has been overshadowed by injuries, but when he's healthy, he's got to be in the lineup. And the fact that there was no plan to kind of, a, they acquired Anthony Rizzo because Luke Voigt was, has not been healthy this year and they weren't going to be, and I don't blame them. You can't bank on the fact for Luke Voigt, uh, of Luke Voigt remaining healthy for the remainder of the year when he hasn't been healthy for most of the year. But how is there not possibly a plan to address the fact, okay, well, if he is healthy, if we do get this luxury of having another star slugger being able to be inserted in this lineup, how is there not a plan to address that? There clearly is not because Void had to answer questions about his playing time in front of the media. Aaron Boone didn't really have much, hasn't really had much to say about it. Um, and now we're seeing staggered playing time more than we could have ever believed. 
because 17 at bats, 17 plate appearances in eight games is absolutely out of this world. Um, and then even crazier, you're pinch hitting him in big spots. So then you're going to put all the pressure on him. Maybe it doesn't affect him. Maybe he's one of those players who just is, is not bothered by the, by the pressure. But on the surface, you're going to put all the pressure on him when he's not getting regular playing time to come through and get a big hit in the eighth or ninth inning. Like, come on, you, you can't do that to somebody. Um, it's just I, I couldn't disagree more with this. And the mismanagement, in a sense, it, it is unacceptable from a managerial standpoint. Um and if the Yankees are worrying about so many of these other factors about players, workloads and whatnot, I mean, you got to just get a grip at this point because the guys have to play. The Yankees don't. If the Yankees were leading the division by 10 games and they wanted to play it safe with Aaron Judge and Carlos Stanton, great, great. Rest the guys. Rest the guys. Wait till the postseason. Have a, have a fucking blast, dude. But they don't. They're seven games back of the division. And they're only two games up in the wild card. Everybody needs to be playing in uh, to their maximized potential from this point forward. Hopefully we get a little bit of a more cushy uh, uh, lead in the wild card. And then maybe we can tone it down a little bit right before the postseason starts, but we can't be worrying about injuries at this point, especially injuries that haven't have happened. This is the healthiest Aaron judge and Joe Carlos San have ever been in a single season together ever time to move on time to let it happen. Time, time to let the universe just control the rest here, folks. Keep Luke Voigt in the lineup. Keep this, keep this offense humming because it was, it was certainly humming up until uh, the end of the weekend, uh, the end of this past weekend. Um, and want to talk about who's not humming. That would be Joey Gallo. Um, I'm not getting on Gallo's case. We knew what we were getting when we acquired Joey Gallo. We just didn't expect it to be, I guess, this bad. It is a, a little bit over a month into his tenure. Um, but there, there's a little bit of a concern here. 31 games, 139 batting average, 634 OPS, 77 OPS plus for all you advanced stat heads out there. 51 strikeouts and 133 plate appearances. Five home runs, 11 RBIs. That's simply just not going to do it. Um, we knew we were getting a high strikeout guy in Gallo. We didn't think it'd be close to the 40% mark of strikeout rate. Um, we knew we were getting uh, a, a low batting average player and someone who hits home runs, but 139 and five home runs in 31 games, I not not really what we expected. Um, the, the goal here with Gallo was to lengthen the lineup and diversify the lineup. Left-handed bat, he gives tough at bats, um, and uh, he's able to give protection to other guys in the lineup. Perhaps, I mean, it, not perhaps, it is certainly pave the way for Giancarlo Stanton, Luke Voigt, and Aaron Judge to be on the hot streaks that they are on right now. And we're thankful for that. But a lot of fans have been sitting here saying, oh, dude, when Joey Gallo heats up, forget about it. Forget about it. This team's going to be unstoppable. But we have no evidence of him heating up. So Anthony Rizzo heated up right upon his arrival in the Bronx. Made his made made the statement single-handedly, I will go out and say single-handedly won that series against uh, uh, won that series sweep against the Marlins. Um, was a colossal reason for that. That kick started the Yankees' in incredible run throughout the, the month of August. But Joey Gallo has yet to really come on. I know he had that go-ahead home run against the Mariners. That was an awesome moment, the signature Yankee moment since coming over in the trade. But since then, he's grounded into three double plays in four games. He didn't... Uh, three double plays before... Uh, so it was Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Over the course of those four games, 
He grounded into three double plays. He grounded into three double plays in his previous 95 games with the Rangers. What, what is go? How does this, how does this even happen? Before that, he grounded into eight double plays in his previous 346 games. So bad luck. Sure. But like, what, when is this going to stop? So my question is, and my, my doomsday question, because I love asking these because I like seeing people freak out. Uh, this is just how my brain operates, guys. Um, when do we start worrying about this trade? Joey Gallo is with us through the 2022 season. Joey Gallo is going to play a very important role this this rest of the month and um, for uh, through the October run, should they get there. Um, and he's probably going to be with the team in 2022 because, I mean, what are you going to – there's no reason the Yankees should trade him. Um, unless they're doing some insane stuff in the offseason that we're not really aware of. Um, but Yankees traded four prospects for him. Uh, Glenn Otto, who already made his uh, MLB debut uh, for the Rangers, um, and a number of other promising guys who Yankee fans did like in the farm system, but thankfully the depth in this farm system has been so tremendous over the last couple of years that they were able, that it didn't really hurt. This trade did not hurt the Yankees from a personnel standpoint whatsoever. They had other guys ahead of these guys. They had other talents that were right at this, these guys' level or a little bit below it who they liked better. Um, so the trade was was a win-win. The Yankees got Joey Gallo, who they needed to diversify the lineup, improve their versatility on defense, and the Rangers got a package of nice young prospects who could be part of their next, next, next great team. Hopefully, maybe, I don't know. Um, but at one point, do we worry that Joey Gallo might just not be able to come through? I know once again, guys, I know it's early 31 games into a tenure really does not um, really does not hold any weight in terms of anything. But in this case, it holds a little bit more weight. Why? Because Gallo is in a lineup of, with an assortment of hitters that he's never been amongst before name a Rangers team that he's been with that has had this many good hitters. So in a sense, while Joey Gallo is also providing protection for the other hitters in this lineup to do well, the other hitters are also providing protection for Joey Gallo because at this point, you can't tell me that pitchers are more scared of throwing to Joey Gallo than they are to Aaron Judge or Giancarlo Stanton because that's not true. At this point, pitchers should be foaming at the mouth to throw to a guy who's hitting 139 and has struck out 51 times in 108 at-bats. Um, so... I don't know. When do we worry? Do we even want to worry? I don't really want to worry, but it's something to think about because three double plays in the four games after three double plays in 95 games just seems insane to me. Um, the Yankees on the, on the Yankees four game losing streak that just got snapped on Wednesday night. He was one for 10 with four walks and three strikeouts and wasn't responsible for a single run since August 26. Still hasn't been responsible for a single run since uh, August 26th. He's been hitless in 17 of his 31 games as a Yankee. Like that insane stuff, dude. How is that even possible? Like, I don't even know. I'm sorry. Uh, 18 of his 31 games as a Yankee. Oh, so it really just not, not encouraging stuff. Um, so far, uh, he's missing fastballs. He's missing stuff over the plate. You can look at his heat maps. It's very bizarre. Um, but conventional wisdom would suggest that you'd snap out of that eventually, given the fact that he's been a fairly prolific power hitter throughout his entire career. Um, so 
just didn't think it would happen for this long. Thought it would be maybe a three week thing tops. It's now approaching five weeks, six weeks. Um, we don't know when it's going to happen. We don't know when a slump's going to break out. But the fact of the matter is that the clock's running out on the 2021 season, guys. Month left. One month left before the postseason, before we know the Yankees' playoff fate. But September is going to be very important for this team to improve their positioning, whether it's maybe making a run for the division. I don't know. The, the Rays are really, really, really going to have to collapse, guys. Um, as Jack Curry said, uh, the other night on the broadcast, the Yankees could go 20 and 10 in their final 30 games, and the Rays would only have to go 14 and 16 in their final 30 to still win the division. So we're talking about collapse from the Rays, and they have up they have one game against the Red Sox today, and then they have three against the Twins, three more against the Red Sox, three against the Tigers, uh, three against the Blue Jays, four against the Tigers, three against the Blue Jays, three against the Marlins, three against the Astros, and then three against the Yankees. So uh I don't know where in there you're going to think the Rays are kind of going to drop the ball. They have like kind of a, aside from Astros into Yankee series, it's mostly on off of difficult opponents. I know the Tigers have had a good year, but you're, you're fooling yourself. if You think the Tigers are going to stick it to the Rays. Um, so September is an important month for the Yankees. Very important. Joey Gallo is going to need to get back on the horse and figure things out. Um, I don't, like I said, don't want to be concerned about it, but at this point it's been over a month. It begs the question. Um, that's it for today, guys. Uh, Yankees are off today. Enjoy yourself. Some self-care, dude. Get out there. Take a walk. Breathe. Do some yoga. I don't know. Um, no no sports today. Take, a, take an off day for sports. Um, Yankees will be back Friday. Three games set in the Bronx against the Baltimore Orioles. It's a must sweep, like I said. Uh, don't really want to have to say it again. It appears to me that all the people who were worried after that first and second loss in Oakland were, I guess, kind of right because then – it snowballed into that angel series and ended up not it ended up in a series loss. Ultimately salvaging it on Wednesday was sure. Great, but definitely wasn't enough against an inferior Astros team or angels team under 500. Um, we're going to hope for better times. We're going to hope for a sweep and then leading into that blue Jays series. Let's take it to them. Everyone uh, folks, make sure to find us on Apple podcasts, Google pot pot. Yeah. Yeah. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question. We're happy to hear from you. We're happy to answer anything. We're talking about stuff all the time. We're talking about wacky stuff. I'm not afraid of answering a wacky question from you. Um, you can also head on over to yanksgoyard.com. That's where we got all of our content coming out. Uh, multitude of topics to go through for uh, the end of August and the beginning of September. You can also talk to us in the official Yanks Go Yard Twitter account at yanksgoyardfs. I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. I'm here for all the questions, here for all the discourse and banter for the remainder of the year. Um, but I'm probably going to take tonight off and just hang out, dude. Don't really want to don't really want to have to deal with it. I want to I want to get my mind right for this series sweep because it's going to happen. It's going to feel good. It's going to put the Yankees in a nicer, more relaxed position heading into the rest of the month um, where that schedule does at times get a little bit difficult. Um, and, uh, folks, we have a guest for you tomorrow, two podcasts in two days. I know we're spoiling it. It's crazy. Um, so please, uh, head on over, like I said, to Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify, give us a five-star review. We'll have two podcasts for you in two days. And then, uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Be sure to tune in. And, uh, after that, please have a great weekend. If you don't listen to us tomorrow, take care. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.